0: Welcome to the John Chapman Show, where we talk about the path of a wealthy millennial, uncovering the truth about building and protecting your nest egg. Join us on this journey as we hear the stories of millennials and mentors alike to help you plan, manage, and protect your wealth. John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. Should you be considering a Roth conversion? Hey everyone, it's John Chapman and you found me at my weekly podcast talking about how you can not only grow your money but also protect it so that ultimately you can get the most from life with the money that you do have. And while Roth conversions can be a powerful tool if used correctly, I think one of the biggest hurdles that we face is simply just the education around how and when to execute a Roth conversion since it can be confused with things like a Roth contribution or maybe a backdoor Roth, among other things. So on today's episode, we talk with my colleague and my coworker Matt Addington who is a partner at Worthpoint out of our Dallas, Texas office about just how to understand how a Roth conversion fits into the big picture and why someone should even use it in the first place. And we also dive into a few different strategies to help you better assess whether or not this is right for you. Uh, don't forget to incorporate your tax advisor on this strategy. And be sure to subscribe to the show where you can leave a comment or rating, or you can reach out to me directly at thejohnchapmanshow@gmail.com. And without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with my coworker, Matt Addington. Matt, we got to talk about Roth conversions and whether a Roth conversion is right for pre-retirees right now. Some of the uniqueness of 2020 with the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of people have lost their jobs. That's a lot, like millions of people. And the other unique thing is that they've suspended required minimum distributions for people over age 70. And also, just the fact that for all of this stimulus, all this money out there, like we're going to possibly have higher taxes in the future. Who knows? I think that's that's certainly an important topic of conversation. So a lot of people are. Asking Asking, is a Roth conversion a timely thing? So why don't we just start by talking about what a Roth conversion is and then also what it isn't? So, Matt, can you help us define what a Roth conversion is?
1: Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And so I would say the first thing we need to determine is the difference between what what does a Roth mean versus what a traditional IRA or a rollover IRA is. And at its simplest, a traditional IRA is money that you have not paid taxes on. So you get a tax benefit upfront. The investments grow tax-deferred, and when you take it out in retirement, then you pay your taxes at your current ordinary income rates. A Roth IRA, on the other hand, is is a little bit different. You actually pay taxes on that money up front, and then it grows tax-free. When you take it out in retirement, you pay no taxes. Okay, so it's important to understand the difference and why would anyone do a Roth conversion? So when we look at a Roth conversion, what that actually means is converting some of that traditional money into some of the Roth money. So we're going to pay some taxes upfront, and then it's going to convert it into a Roth. And then you're going to get that tax free growth, as opposed to tax deferred growth.
0: Got it. So yeah, just to recap the traditional money, you haven't paid taxes on that money yet. When it goes in, it's deferred, it's subtracted from your income. But money that's in a Roth account, you've already paid taxes on it. And so once it goes in there, it can grow tax free, right? So I guess the conversion process, I think the important thing for people to remember, because I've had so many conversations on this in years past, is they think that they can convert without any strings attached. And and there are strings attached, which is that just gets added to whatever your income is this year. And just put some dollar amounts on it. You know, if you're earning $200,000 and if you convert, let's say $20,000, right? It's as if in the IRS minds, you've earned $220,000, right? Exactly.
1: That's exactly
0: right. Okay. So I guess there's also confusion around what a Roth conversion is not because there's a sneaky word called contribution and it sounds similar to conversion. So I guess what is a Roth contribution and how is that different from a Roth conversion?
1: Okay. Yeah. So a contribution would be in this year, you put in you know, your $6,500, whatever the limit is this year, you actually put that in, you do not get a tax benefit for it this year. And you can do that every year, right? You can put that in every year under certain conditions. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what are those when, conditions? Well, the yeah, yeah, explain
0: condition, what those big yeah, conditions are.
1: Yeah. The biggest condition is your income, right? So if you're, yeah. if you're single or if you're married, those are going to vary pretty drastically. But just for the sake of an example here, If you make over, what is it, $194,000, somewhere in that range, we'll call it $200,000 for the sake of simplicity, you actually are not able to contribute to a Roth IRA, right? Right. The the IRS doesn't allow it. Right. Yeah, for, for a married couple, right? For a married couple, that's right. Now, there are other ways around it, which we won't get into for the sake of this call, but it's important to understand that a conversion. And a contribution are certainly two separate things.
0: Yeah, I I think the big point is that the contribution—that's just money coming from like your emergency fund, your your checking and savings, or whatever it is. Maybe that's money been sitting in your bank. Whereas the conversion—it's money that was leaving the traditional IRA and it's going into the Roth IRA. So those are just two different things, and because you can you can convert hypothetically, any dollar amount, you can convert 10,000, you convert $100,000, you just have to pay taxes on that money. But if you want to just contribute, then there's limits, there's limits to how much you can put in, which is a cap of that 6500. And, um, and if you make too much money, then you're disqualified from it. So yeah, I think the conversion versus contribution is an important first step in understanding whether or not we're talking about the right thing and whether or not it's right for you, right?
1: That's exactly right, yeah, and and the the whole conversion topic is actually i'm going to say fairly new. Uh, when I first got into this business, you couldn't convert the money unless you qualified for a contribution, so that, I think that's where a lot of the uh the muddiness in the waters comes in, but for the last you know eight or nine years or so, you do not have to qualify under those same qualifications or rules to do a conversion as you do a contribution,
0: right, right, right. Now we talked about a Roth conversion, what it is or what it is not. Why would someone even consider this in the first place,
1: Matt? The reason is, as we've mentioned earlier, tax-free growth versus tax-deferred growth. So it's kind of a bet on uh, tax rates in the future, number one. So if you feel like when you retire, you'll be in a lower tax bracket than you are now, well, then some people may say, I don't think a Roth conversion is a good idea. I actually might disagree with that. The reason is that you're going to get tax-free growth on these funds as well. So even if you know, you're converting, let's say, $100,000, and that can grow to a million dollars by the time you're ready to start taking money out of it, yeah, you might have paid a little bit of extra taxes on that up front, but now you're not, taking, you're not paying any taxes on that on the back end when you take it out in retirement. So you could think of it as kind of a a bet on taxes, but you could also think of it as getting tax-free growth versus tax-deferred growth. I think that's a a big caveat there. You know, and
0: one of the things that is really important for me, because I'm talking with so many people, as I'm sure you are too, Matt, about uh, financial planning for their retirement, is just to think, with the end in mind, like when I actually am 65 or 70 and I'm starting to pay myself a paycheck, how do I actually do that? You know, and, and most people I talk to, they, they don't know because they've never retired before and you only do this once. But I mean, you're literally going to be recreating your paycheck to give yourself some lifestyle similar to like what you have right now during the working years. And so part of the benefit of why you would do a, a you know, have money in a Roth account is just simply, you know, we talk about diversification and investment but there could be diversification in, in your income in the future. you know, And maybe you want, I don't know, 5000 or $6,000 of income that you pay yourself from your investments in the future. Well, for most people, if they're not thinking about it, or if they don't use a Roth, that's only going to come from their 401k or traditional IRA. And so they're going to pay taxes on that, on, on that monthly uh, distribution mm-hmm. at whatever their tax rate is in the future. And that that very well could be much higher than it is today. So having some money in a Roth, maybe you take uh, $4,000 from your traditional IRA and you take $1,000 from your Roth IRA. And it just helps to potentially spread out or diversify when you're paying taxes and then how you're paying yourself in the future. Agree, agree 100%. All right. Hey, let's talk about a scenario, a 55 year old couple, Matt, that let's assume they're both working and they are over that $200,000 of household income or more. So they're disqualified from doing a contribution, but maybe they could do a conversion. And let's just say they, they at least have a million dollars saved in their 401ks and IRAs and so forth. In a typical year, what's your feeling on whether or not they should consider just doing a Roth conversion as part of their ongoing planning?
1: I I believe that in that particular situation, it depends. Obviously that's probably going to be my answer to every situation you give me. It depends. And obviously, you know, you're going to want to consult with your tax advisor first, right? However, I think there are some compelling arguments to be made to convert some anyways. And again, as, as we mentioned before, you know, tax free growth versus tax deferred growth, if you're 55, by the time you get to, you know, 75, 85, and you're still, you know, going to be using some of this money in retirement, we're talking about twenty to thirty years of tax-free growth. Again, even though you're you're at the point where you're probably paying a pretty good amount in taxes if your income is over the two hundred thousand dollar limit, I think it still makes sense. What this also does is it helps you to diversify, you know, some of those tax brackets later on, right? Some tax deferred money, as you mentioned earlier, some tax-free money as well. So, yeah, I, what I would not suggest is that they convert everything mm. in that year.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. I guess I, I can see it both ways. And that's where I'd actually probably agree with you. You know, All things being equal to working spouses, oh, income well over, let's say $200,000, it's going to be really situational. Maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe they do a small amount from their IRA. Of course, this isn't tax advice and we'd want to team up with their CPA. But just thinking from like a financial planning aspect, there, there could be a compelling argument for doing a little bit of their traditional IRA assets. And this, so long as they they've got money to pay for those taxes from an outside source like they've got cash on the on the outside but there could be a situation where maybe their income is just too high that maybe you know, if they're at four or 500,000, gosh, maybe more, they've got a spike that uh, maybe it's not worth it in some years. So that could be a draw. But maybe let's take another scenario, Matt, because we are living through the pandemic, and so many people have lost their job. What if one of these two spouses just using on this example, what if one of them, let's say, temporarily loses their job? Is it more compelling to consider a Roth
1: conversion? I think you could make an argument that that is the case. Um, as long as they have the money that they could pay the taxes in some sort of emergency fund. The reason I would say that is that you know, your taxable income is lower. So potentially, you're in a lower tax bracket. So anything that you do confer during that time period would potentially be at a lower tax rate. So I think you could make an, a compelling argument that it makes more sense to do it in that scenario if they have sufficient taxable funds that they can pull the taxes from And, you know, it's not dipping into their emergency fund. Right,
0: right, right. I, yeah, I could see a scenario where someone maybe lost their job as a result of, of COVID, or maybe just even changed jobs, or they're taking a sabbatical for the reason. If they're if they're typically in a mode where they're earning two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars of income, but then that's reduced by let's say just half, and they and they move down to a hundred or one hundred fifty thousand of income. Well, you know that might be a compelling time to do it, especially if maybe the the one spouse that's no working plans to go back to work. <laughs> let's say they're taking some time off, but then they go back well then you could definitely take advantage of that lower income year and do some conversions you know i think there's another time that there could be an opportunity for this and that is the time that people actually retire but haven't yet started taking their social security or their required distributions so matt have you had situations where people are in their early 60s maybe they're 62 or 65 and they've retired is there an option for them to consider doing roth conversion then
1: Absolutely. And I think it's the same case as we mentioned before, right? If their income in retirement is less than it was when they were working, then you can make a very compelling argument that it's, it's a good time to at least convert some funds uh, to Roth again tax rates are lower now that your income is lower. Again, all things considered, we, tax rates may go up with all the stimulus and things that are out there at this point in the future. But let's say today, for example, I think that would make a lot of sense, right? Because you're not getting a whole lot of the incomes that you had before. And you can really take a, a decent amount out and still be in a fairly affordable tax bracket, even if you converted uh, tens of thousands of dollars. It really depends on your lifestyle.
0: Yeah, let's look at it from the opposite side. What are some of the other considerations people need to be have? Maybe either concerns or just, frankly, just considerations. Because one of the things that comes to my mind is maybe someone asking, am I really getting that big of a benefit? What happens if I, maybe I pass away or I never end up using some of this money? So, you know, what are some of the considerations that you think need to go along? Not just maybe tax oriented, but uh, just anything, either estate planning or their situation that you would have with a client before talking about a Roth conversion?
1: Yeah I think you know you you have to have a pretty good understanding of what your goals are before we start doing this right but let's say that you were to convert some and then you pass away you know shortly thereafter it's not like you paid all this money that your your heirs would have wouldn't have had to pay or anything like that you just paid them up front that's that's not the case they're not going to get double taxed so there there are some some certainly some things that you need to consider mainly on your end but I know for me if I was going to inherit some money it definitely I'd rather inherit the money that comes from the Roth than from a, you know, a pre-tax because RMDs are not going to be a big deal where they would be inside of a traditional beneficiary IRA and things of that nature. So I would say to answer your question though, John, the biggest thing you have to consider is the upfront tax cost. And some people just quite frankly, aren't able to do that. So hmm. typically we don't think it makes sense to have to take that money out of your traditional IRA. If you're pre 59 and a half to pay the taxes on, because then you've got penalties and other things that you have to consider. So we don't like that idea, but we do like the idea of of being able to convert if it makes sense for you uh, and you can pay those taxes out of some other pocket.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I mean, first it's, it's uh, on my end, I really think about the estate planning aspect of this is like, um, you, you know, if you're converting, like you certainly could get the benefit of it later on in retirement. But then like the, if you have children or grandchildren, if you want to pass this on to the next generation, like that's actually a positive, that's a benefit to doing some of the Roth conversions because that may go on after you're living to the next generation and that they'll be able to receive it also tax-free. But then, you know, just to piggyback on what you're saying, they also... I think the biggest hiccup and a lot of the friction is not not everyone has money laying around that they can pay this. And so they just need to be mindful of, again, coordinating with their financial planner and their tax advisor on if it is the right thing to do, then the the next question is how much. And uh, those are important conversations. So Matt, we've talked about a lot. And uh, if you're out there and you're wondering whether or not a Roth conversion is right for you, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach out to Matt or I. Matt, thanks for stopping in today and talking to us about this important subject. And uh, we hope to see you again soon. Thank you, sir. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.